Okay, tonight we're going to take two of the topics that were on the list and put them together. Uh, one of the topics was who can and cannot count for a minion in terms of Mechal Shabbos Farasia, things like that. And another one of the topics is what the status is of a Lubavitch Mishichist or something like that, uh, whether they can count toward a minion. So we're going to try to discuss the issues of who can and cannot count to a minion in very broad terms, and hopefully we'll come to some idea on these specific issues that you asked about as well. The basic disqualifications from a minion can be broke da- broken down into three categories, three broad categories. One is someone who physically is disabled in a way that would disqualify them from counting for a minion. Another is someone who would not be able to count for a minion because of the status that they have. For whatever reason, their status is not someone who's able to count toward a minion. The most obvious example, of course, an Isha, a Katan, something like that. And then the third category, the third basic category, are people who have religious shortcomings. And because of religious shortcomings, they cannot count toward a minion. So on the first issue, uh, the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, the Simen Nun Hei that someone who's deaf and can neither hear nor speak can't count toward a minion. But if they could do one or the other, either hear or speak, then they can count toward a minion. Rosh Zalman held that even if they can neither hear nor speak, but they can communicate. They're trained to be able to communicate by moving their lips in a certain way. Uh, I don't know if he, if he sign language is enough, because he makes it sound like they have to move their lips and they at least emit some sort of sound, but he thinks then, then they're going to be able to count toward a minion. That's on the physical level. Is hearing, the, uh, is well, hearing aid considered hearing? Yeah, because it's it's an issue of das, so and being able to participate. So uh, even with the hearing aid, that should count. Second is status issues. Second category, someone whose status. So the Shulchan Aruch and Simon Nun Hesiv Dalid writes that a child does not count toward a minion. But the Ramah says that there are those that are mekel um, with a child counting toward a minion. First, Shulchan Aruch says a child cannot count toward a minion even if he's holding a chumash. Shulchan Aruch says. Not something that was made up by somebody. Shulchan Aruch quotes that idea. But Shulchan Aruch uses it in the negative. That even if he's holding a chumash, he cannot count toward a minion. And the Ramah says, but there are those that are mekel. There are those that are mekel. And the, the, Mish, <coughs> the Mishaburu explains when the Ramah says there are those that are mekel, he doesn't mean if the child is holding a chumash. It means even without the child holding a chumash, that there are those who are going to be mekel. The Biralacha, actually the Mishnah in Sifkat Nechav Dalit over there in Simen Nun Hay writes that the minog is to yes count him with a chumish. That if he's holding a chumish, the our minog is that we count the child when he's holding a chumish. Mishnah says, unbelievably. But then he says, but many are machmir. It seems that our minog is not to count him even if he's holding a chumish. The Biralacha writes that the Mechaber is lenient for Zimun with a child, but for a Dover Shabbatusha is going to be more machmir. So Minyan is going to be even more serious than, uh, than Zimun. What if, if not counting the child is going to cause people to say, ah, there's never a Minyan here anyway, I'm never going to come back because it's, it's pointless, and then it's going to be Mavata the whole Minyan, and people are going to end up not davening B'tzibur at all because of that? Should, is, should that be enough reason, enough of a Shasat Chak, to rely on those Shitos who say that a child can count, at least holding a Chumash? So that seems to be Machlokas amongst the contemporary poskim, the poskim of the last generation at least. Rav, Rav Moshe writes in the Tshuva, Nigros Moshe, or Chaim Chalbeisim in Yudches, that you can count him in that situation, but he says when you do Chazar Zashat, instead of the Chazan davening the silent Shemoneser with everybody else, and then do Chazar Zashat, let the Chazan sit, sit still, not do anything during 
during the song Shmona Esrei, and then he'll say his Shmona Esrei as the Chazaras Hashatz. He says, anyway, the only reason Chazan says the song Shmona Esrei is just to, that it should be Masud Repiv, just to prepare himself, it's just a practice run, and that way you're not risking so much in terms of saying a whole Chazaras Hashatz unnecessarily. So he thinks at least that you should do, but you can theoretically count the child toward a minion if that's going to be the cost. If the cost is going to be to be Mavat of the whole minion. Is quoted in the Sefer Yisrael to disagree with that. He says, "No, no matter what, our minig is we never ever count a child toward a minion." Um, an- another category in terms of status issues, Mishabura in Simon and Hayesiv Kadnachavdalid writes that an Onain doesn't count toward a minion. He's not allowed to say brachas. He's not allowed to daven. Doesn't count toward a minion. A ger does count toward a minion, and the Shulcharach and Simon Nun Gimel Sif Yutes says that a ger is even able to serve as a shaliach tzibur. That not only does he yes count to a minion, he can even serve as a shaliach tzibur. The Mishabura in Simon Nun Gimel Sif Nun says that a mamzer counts, but there's a machlokas whether a mamzer can be a shaliach tzibur or not. Right, Mishabura points out some Achronim want to disqualify him if uh, you might forget that he's a mamzer if you let him daven. But anyway, it's a machlokas in the, uh, in, within the Mishabur, the machlokas Achronim, whether a mamzer can be a shleich tzibur. But to count toward a minion, absolutely yes. So those are the, easiest, the, the easier categories. The physical issues, the status issues. The more difficult category is the religious issues. People have religious shortcomings. And the religious issues are broken down into three categories as well. The first is Mechal Shabbos Pefarhesi. In Siv Gimel, and uh, the Biralach over there says that a Mechal Shabbos for Hesia has a din of a guy, and even if he's only Mechal Shabbos for Dinim Drabanon, he has the din of a guy, if he's Mechal Shabbos for Hesia. But if he's Mechal Shabbos privately, even if he's Mechal Shabbos with Dinim Daraisa, he's violating Shabbos on a Daraisa level, but if he does it privately, then he doesn't have a Din of a guy. You would still, the, the context over there is not about a minion, but the post could apply it to a minion as well. Then you would be allowed to count him to a minion. Now, what kind of Chil Shabbos does he have to do? So the Mishra over there in Sivkat and Hay, in Simon Shin says that under Abanans, um, maybe we're only Machmir in Hilchas Erevin, but not for other halachic issues like minion. Maybe we be mekel for other halachic issues, and maybe maybe there's room to be mekel if he only violates the rabbanans for for a minion. Bir Allah is not sure. Even if you're going to be machmir and rabbanans, muktzah might be different. Muktzah is like a low level rabbanan. So if he only violates muktzah, that's his shtick. He keeps all of Shabbos, but Muktzah, he just doesn't buy it. Right? So he's Mechal Muktzah. He's Mechal Shabbos with Muktzah. So Bir Allah says, maybe there's room to be mekel over there. He raises that suffix. He's noted to be machmir at the end, but he raises it as a suffix at least. Bir Allah also says that you should realize Mechal Shabbos doesn't mean that he thinks the halacha is that it's mutter and he's just wrong. It means he willfully is Mechal Shabbos. He understands that it's Asr and he's doing it anyway. Rabbi Kiveger quotes a day that holds that the Mechal Shabbos for us is only going to apply to Avodah Sakarka. It's not going to apply to other types of Shabbos. He quotes a Tashbet that says like that. But that's a, uh, you know, seems like a Das Yachid. Primagadim Psicho Koleles seems to also be Mechalik between uh, Mitzvah Losase and Mitzvah Sase. But Pashas Moschil Shabbos is a violation of a Losase anyway. Right? When, you, when a person is regular Mechal Shabbos, so typically Mechal Shabbos should disqualify him from a minion. How often does he have to be Mechal Shabbos? Let's say one time he was, uh, Yetzirah got the best of him and he turned on the light on Shabbos. Did it once in his life, hadn't hasn't done it, never did it before that, hasn't done it since. So the Mishra Bruin, Shin Pei Hei, Sifkat and Dalit says, he's not sure, maybe one time is enough. 
maybe one time is enough to disqualify him. Probably means till he does tshuva at least, and then uh, then he's not mechal shabbos anymore. Right? About tshuva, you can count toward a minion. That there's no there's no machlokas uh, about. But uh, if he hasn't done tshuva yet, so maybe one time is enough. Beis Yosef quotes from a tshuva sarashban chil gzayin sim kufayin test that he has to do it at least three times. If you want to disqualify him from a minion, he needs to do it at least three times. Now that's how many times. How public does it have to be? What does it mean? Bifarhesia. What does farhesia mean? So the Mishnah Bruin Shinpei Hesif Katendal says, in front of ten people, or ten Jews, or in a way that he knows ten Jews are going to know about it, even if it's not directly in front of ten Jews. The placey in Yeridea and Siminiral of Sifkat and Beis points out that the Rambam doesn't seem to require a minion. It doesn't seem to require that it be ten people that, that see that he's Machal Shabbos. Now, Rav Moshe takes it one step further. Rav Moshe is a chuvin, Negros Moshe, or Dechel Beis, Sivan Bem Zayin, where Rav Moshe says, even if he would do it in front of ten, he just hasn't, because there happen to not be ten Jews around. He talks about a guy who's on a farm or something, and uh, it's him, his mom, his dad, his two sisters. And he's Machal Shabbos all the time. It's just that that's all he's got, right? He's on the shirts farm. So, he's got, so that happens to be all he's got. He doesn't have anyone else around, but he has no... No hesitation about being Machal Shabbos in front of anybody and everybody. So Rav Moshe says that's also Machal Shabbos for us. He doesn't have to dafka be in front of a minion. So why are we so mekel? It seems to be that the minigas that a lot of people are mekel, people go out on the streets looking for anyone, asking what their last name is. Uh, Rosenberg, okay, you're in, you're a minion. The guy doesn't even know what, what hit him, right? How, how come uh, people are mekel? So there are a couple of lenient considerations. First of all, there is a day in Postkim that's quoted by a lot of the Postkim. That uh, it's quoted in Isha Yisrael, he has a whole list of poskim that say like this: that if you don't know for sure that the guy was Mechal Shabbos Farasia, even though you strongly suspect it, then you don't necessarily have to assume that he's Mechal Shabbos Farasia. So just because he's walking around with his cheeseburger without a yarmulke on in Midtown Manhattan doesn't mean, with his tattoo, it doesn't mean that he's Mechal Shabbos Farasia. You don't know. You don't know for sure that he's Mechal Shabbos Farasia, and maybe that's that's a tzad l'hakel. Um, Rav Moshe writes, yeah, even within that sad, Rav Moshe says you still wouldn't be Yotzei Tefillah B'Tzibur because he's not going to have ten people davening. It still wouldn't be a full Tefillah B'Tzibur because he's definitely not davening, right? So uh, he, he doesn't explain the logic, but Mustama, that's his logic. The other Tzad Lahakel, and this is the more famous one, Chazanish in a couple of places, in Orchayim Simen Pezayin Sivkat Niyadalit and Yerodeya Simen Bez Sivkat Nechavches, says that nowadays... All the Mechalei Shabbos have a din of Tinok Shanishba. It's uh, they have a din of someone who's not their fault. They were raised that way. It's as if they were as children ki- kidnapped by Goyim and raised uh, without Torah, so they couldn't know any better. So we're not going to fault them. It's not like they're evil for being Mechalei Shabbos. And therefore, he says, we're going to, uh, we're able to count them toward a minion. Um, Rosh Hashanah says, particularly, uh, you have to be careful if it's going to cause them pain, embarrassment, to not be sorry for them to a minion, because then your chances of being makari of them are that much uh, less. And therefore, uh, many, many poskim are very eager to rely on the chazanish in that regard. Now, the other cat- a second category of religious shortcomings is a mumer lahachis, someone who does any avera, but not leteavo, not because he has a desire for a cheeseburger, but because he wants to show God that on Yom Kippur, I'm going to go and I'm going to eat a cheeseburger in McDonald's on Yom Kippur. You know, just, uh, mm, he's, he's angry, so he wants to show the Rebbe Mishlo. So there are people like that, that they want to, so that, any avera, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be Shabbos, that could be for any avera, that would disqualify a person from Minyan, that's Mishwur, Simon Shinpei, Sivkat, and Dalit. Um, and Apikores is the third category. Now, the Mishmur never actually says anyone who doesn't believe in any of the Yud Gimli Kariyamuna, but he sort of gives you that impression. In Simon Nun Hei Sivkat Mem he says, anyone who doesn't believe in Torah Shabal Peh, 
can't count toward a minion. He's not pikaras. Mishmur and Simon Kuv Chavav Sifkat Mbeiz says if he doesn't believe in Tchias Hamesim, he doesn't believe in the Gula Hasida, he doesn't believe in Torah Minash Shemayim, he doesn't believe in Scharva Onesh. Apikores, he doesn't count toward a minion. Now, the big difference between Apikores and Mechal Shabbos is the Chazanish cares whether the Mechal Shabbos, whether it's his fault or not. Right? The Chazanish says Mechal Shabbos, maybe he's like a Tinoch Shanishpa. Apikores is different. Right? The famous line from Rupchaim. Rupchaim always said that Nebuch and Apikores is still an Apikores. If Nebuch, he wasn't raised right and he doesn't know, he doesn't have right Amunas Fideos and he's an Apikores, he still doesn't believe in God. So he's still an Apikores. So an Apikores, Luchora, should not count toward a minion. Which brings us to the question of Lubavitch Meshichistin. I had a Lubavitcher uh, Shliach come to my house from India the other night collecting, uh, collecting money and he was showing me the pictures of his uh, Chabad house in India and there's uh, the big picture of the Rebbe and so I said oh, as if I was surprised and he, uh, he said so now if, if I were to accept that edus, so that could be very problematic now is it apikorsus we have to realize there's a big difference between being wrong and being an apikorus you could, you could say, I hold that the Torah doesn't really ask for shotness. That's stupid and wrong, but it doesn't make you an apikaris, it just makes you wrong, right? So if you believe that the Rebbe is the Mashiach, does that make you an apikaris? Which of the Yudgim Likari Amuna are you in violation of? The main problem that many of the, uh, many of the Rabbanim and the Rashi Yeshivas have with, uh, with the Mashiachistim is that they don't stop there. They don't just say that he's the Mashiach. You can see videos on YouTube in 770 of them davening to his empty chair. You know, right after Kaddish. It's like it's part of the davening, and they're clearly davening to the Rebbe. There's a concept in Chabad of uh, his kashrus, which is a very difficult concept and to uh, reconcile with Jewish belief in terms of uh, that human beings can take on static, godlike qualities and things like that, it usually, if they're Mishichistim, it usually doesn't stop at just believing he's Mashiach. So therefore, I would think, I, I'm pretty sure Mori Varabi, I, I don't recall if I heard it directly from him or only Bishmo, but I'm pretty sure Mori Varabi of Shechter has advised people that if you're in a place where there's Babich Mishichistim running a Chabad house, Davin B'Yichidus, because uh, it's, it's, that's much better than, than davening with people who are Afikorsim, because very often that's the situation. Now, what if they're not Mishichistim? So you, you will find that there are a lot of people that, will, that are not Mishichistim, and if they're not, then there's Lechora, no reason to, uh, even if they do funny things or whatever else, so it doesn't say anywhere that someone who does something funny, it doesn't count toward a million, or, uh, so that, 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 that should be okay. Now, it's all a question of what the real Matthias is. If I believe this, this shliach that came to my house and told me, Kolcha, but, but I don't know, uh, you, you, have to, you have to always question, you have, to be, you, have to, you have to be careful about these things, it's very sad. You actually go, someone sent me, I asked someone about this, and he sent me like five videos of like, and it just makes you want to cry, because it's like, it's so misguided, it's so sad. But, uh, but that's, that's something to be wary about. So that's the short version of who can and cannot count what a minute.